Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me, all the words she's implying. Where have I been while my world has been dying? Lord, teach me how to pray.
right. Well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time. You know, there's no other name like the name of Jesus. That the Bible says, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue confess. That everything above the earth, under the earth, in the earth, on the earth, will bow, will confess, and exalt the name of the risen Lord. His name is Jesus. He's the one we're celebrating tonight. So if you're just tuning in, you can check out our website, www.prayerinternational.org. If you need prayer, want to just share testimonies, prayers, reports, or share what the Lord's doing, email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. We just want to take a moment and just give God praise. So, Father, we thank you for everything you're doing. Lord, we know you want more than just a song. And Father, we just give you our hearts tonight. Lord, we we give you our, ourselves tonight, Father God, and we just say, Lord, your kingdom come and your will be done. Father, that you would have your way on the show tonight, Lord, that you would speak to us through your word, speak to us by your spirit. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would help us to experience you, Father, that we would become sensitive to your Holy Spirit and, and know when you're among us and know your leadings and know your cautionings. And Father, just show us what pleases you and help us to do those things, Father. Lord, we just thank you. We give you praise. Father, we pray for every person listening tonight that, Father, you would touch them in their bodies. Touch them in their minds. Father, that you would resurrect the dead places in their lives. Father God, the, the hopelessness and the things that they're in despair over. We just declare, Father God, breathe on the dry bones tonight. Touch those that are in despair. Father, bring hope to those, Father God, that are weary. And we pray, Father, for those that are fainting, that, Father, you would give them a spirit of a finisher, a spirit of a conqueror, a conquering spirit. We thank you, Father, that you're in us to want to do of your good pleasure, Father, and that you're a finisher. And you finish what you start. You're going to finish what you start in us and in every person listening tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God is a good God. You know, we've got some prayer requests tonight, so we're going to keep in the mode of prayer. We're going to continue to pray tonight for a few specific people, a few specific things. And you know, that's that's the heart of this ministry. That's the heart of what we're doing. In fact, my wife reminded me tonight that we need to lift up a sister to the Lord. We need people to pray for our friend. Her name is Elizabeth. And she's in the Dallas area. Let me just say this. You know, the enemy is such a liar. And a lot of times he likes to plant seeds in our minds, plant seeds in our hearts, and really cause us to look at the negative, cause us to look at the the despair or look at the bad report. And like any seed, a seed grows and it produces something if it's nurtured. And if it's watered. And the reason I'm talking about this is our friend has gone through a few things. I won't go into all the details. But you know, circumstance and just different trials that she's facing, things that she's walking through, 
have really caused a lot of hopelessness in her life, a lot of despair, a lot of things to kind of go negative. And my wife had the privilege today to just talk to her a little bit. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if should I share the story. Or do you want to share it? Or do you want to share a little bit? Uh, you might have your coach in the world. Uh, so, you know, my wife is working today and she's helping out a friend of ours in the old neighborhood that we used to live in. And while she's taking care of business, she is uh, politely interrupted, I guess, by the neighbor who asked, you know, more or less to borrow a vase for some flowers. Uh, she was going through a situation where her sister had passed, and she really wanted to bring some flowers to her sister. And in order to do that, she needed a vase. And so my wife talked to our friend. Uh, they were able to get a vase, brought it to the woman. And in the process, and in, in, in the moment that my wife Brought the woman the vase, right? I guess. What's on you, right? She began to. Okay, so while she's talking to this woman, yeah, she she starts praying for her over the fence. Basically, the 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 story is this: the woman had found out she's got a few different health issues, a few different circumstances that she's facing in her body. And so she needs a lot of prayer. Uh, her name is Elizabeth. She needs prayer for her health. She needs a miracle. And she's in her 50s, early 50s, um, is in an assisted living situation. Uh, the the home she lives in is a kind of a kind of a care center type situation that they've they've turned the house actually, that we used to live in to, to a uh, care center for seniors. So anyways, in the process, uh, she begins to share with my wife about all these things going on in her life, and then she begins to despair, and more or less has a nervous breakdown, and begins to talk about how, you know, she wanted to more or less take her life, set herself on fire. Literally. And so my wife is talking to her, telling her, you know, don't do this. You know, this is a plan of the enemy. The, the devil is lying to you. And she's fearing. She's in fear. She's tormented because of these different things she's facing. Uh, because of her health. Different surgeries. Different changes in her life. So, you know, my wife asked her if she knew the Lord, and she did. My wife began to pray with her over the fence. The, the woman's in her backyard, and my wife is in her friend's yard, which was our neighbor at one point. And so, anyway, so they're praying. My wife's just, you know, comforting her, trying to. And, you know, the reality of what happened, you know, they were able to talk and my wife was able to get her phone number. You know, I'm sure they're going to develop some type of friendship, whatever God does there. We're going to continue to pray for Elizabeth. We're going to pray for her tonight. But I just want to say this before we pray. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are going through different trials, going through different circumstances, and you're in some hopeless situations where you feel like your back is up against the wall. You feel like there's no way out. You feel like there's so many changes happening in your life, and it's brought a lot of anxiety and stress and fear and torment. And the enemy likes to take those things.
and plague our minds with them. Plague our thoughts with them. Put them before us and cause us to despair. But you know, we need to begin to turn those things over to the Lord. If he is our Father and if Jesus is our Savior and if the Holy Spirit is truly our Comforter, we need to begin to invite the Holy Spirit to come in and be the comforter and the guide through these times, through these desperate times, through these changing times, through times of despair, through times where we're facing challenges in our health or our finances or our, our relationships or maybe with our children or our spouse or whatever's going on. We need to begin to turn these things over to the Lord. Start looking to Jesus. Start praying and crying out to God, asking for answers. Connecting with the family of God, the, the church, the body of Christ, the, the people that are God's people in your life, whoever they are. And begin to pray together and begin to seek God for answers and solutions to these problems and these situations that we're facing. And for all of us, it's all a different cross bear. It's all a different circumstance or situation. And some, it's more devastating than others. But our hope is that Jesus not only is the answer, but has answers for our situation. And that the Holy Spirit truly is our comforter and our peace. And can bring his presence into our lives in the craziest times, in the darkest, desperate, despairing times. He can bring that change. He can bring that anchor for our souls, that hope that we're looking for. So maybe you're feeling like Elizabeth on some kind of level. Maybe you're feeling afraid. Maybe you're feeling despair, anxiety, loneliness, whatever whatever it is, shame. Maybe you're feeling guilt or condemnation and you just don't see any way out. We need to pray. So I'm going to say a prayer. We're going to pray for Elizabeth. We're going to pray for everybody listening tonight. And then we'll see what happens from there. So, Father, we just give you praise right now. We thank you, Lord, for your peace. And we thank you that you are the comforter. And right now we look to you, Jesus, and we thank you that you are an ever-present help in time of need. And right now we call out to you, Father, and stand in the gap. We, we lift up Elizabeth to you. Father, we pray that you'd go out to her and you'd bring healing into her body. You would just drive out the, the cancer, drive out this glaucoma. Drive out this arthritis. Drive out everything that ails her and bring healing and wholeness into her body. And Father, right now we pray for those that are listening to that, that you would drive out sickness and illness and everything that doctors say is hopeless. You would be the hope and you would be the peace and you would be the healer. For everybody that needs healing tonight, we speak to every body and every mind and every person's emotions tonight. We say, be healed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, receive your peace. In the name of Jesus, receive wholeness. In the name of Jesus, receive restored health and be whole. We speak to Elizabeth and say, be whole. 
And right now, Father, we pray for her too, that she would not be in fear, that she would not walk in loneliness, Father, that she would not have to walk through this alone, but, Father, you would reveal yourself to her in a powerful way, Lord, though she knows you as Savior. Let her know you as comforter. Let her know you as father. Let her know you as friend. Let her know you as peace and as healer. Father, we just speak a blessing over Elizabeth and a blessing over every person listening tonight. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given you power over all the works of the enemy. Nothing by any means shall hurt you. No weapon formed or fashioned against you will prosper or stand. He's given you love, and the perfect love of God casts out all fear. And the perfect love of God stands against the enemy because nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. He's given you a sound mind if you're in Christ, if you're in him, if you're a believer, if you're a child, a son or a daughter of the Most High God. He's given you a sound mind. He is your peace. If you keep your mind on him, if you'll meditate on him, if you'll look to him, he will truly be your peace. when we begin to focus on our problems. And I know this because, look, it's it's a struggle for everyone. Even for Peter, when he was in the boat with Christ, when he was in the boat with Jesus. Jesus was actually out on the water. And he bid Peter to come out on the water. And the moment Peter took his eyes off of Jesus... He began to sink. He began to go down into the water. As long as he was looking to Christ, he was up above it. He was up above its circumstances. He was walking on the water with Jesus. He wasn't drowning in it. He wasn't sinking in it. He wasn't stuck in it. He wasn't overcome with it. As long as he was looking to Christ, he was up above it. Did it change the fact any less that they were all in a boat except for Peter and Peter was in a vulnerable spot? The whole time he was in a vulnerable spot, the difference that was made was when he kept his eyes on Christ. He was able to stand. When he took his eyes off of Christ, he was down in the midst of it, overcome by it, sinking and stuck in it. Listen, whatever situation you're in, whatever's going on in your life, no matter what's going on, you're in a vulnerable spot. You can either be in a vulnerable spot with Jesus and take a chance with God and step out of the boat, look to Christ, stand on the water and take a stand in your circumstance, in your situation. And stand looking unto Jesus. Because listen, he's the author and the finisher of your faith. He will finish what he starts. Your job is to keep looking to him. That's what causes your success. As you look unto Jesus. And while you're beholding him, guess what? You're going to change. The Bible says while we behold him, we're changed. What happened to Peter? He went from a... A faithless coward. He went from a fisherman to a fisher of men. And he went from a coward to a ruthless preacher that brought thousands into the kingdom. 
and what caused his success. He was beholding Jesus. He looked unto Jesus. Every time he looked to Jesus, every time he followed Jesus, guess what? Success. Every time he took his eyes off, every time he forsook him, every time he denied him, problems. So whatever you're going through, don't deny him. Don't forsake him. Don't take your eyes off of him because it's going to continue to bring problems. Oh, you're going to be in a vulnerable spot regardless of whether you walk with Christ or not, whether you look to Christ or not. The difference is, is if you don't look at Christ, and every time you take your eyes off of Christ, you'll sink down in it, and it will overcome you, and it will leave you stuck in that vulnerable spot. But every time you look to Jesus, and every time you confess Jesus, and every time you declare what Jesus is saying above and beyond what your circumstances are saying or what the doctors are saying or what the bill collectors are saying, listen, walk on the water, step out of the boat. We all have to step out of the boat. I have to step out of my boat. You have to step out of your boat. The only way we're going to make it is if we keep our eyes on Jesus. So let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise and just declare that you're a good God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that we can Step out of the boat. Lord, thank you, Father, we can walk out on the water and we can be up above it. Because, Father, you say that we're with Christ. We're seated in heavenly places. We're seated in the heavenlies. We're we're of a different kingdom. And even though there's a law of gravity, there's a a universal law of Jesus that defies that law of gravity. Lord, even there's natural laws. Father, we thank you that you're a supernatural God. And even though we have natural circumstances, we thank you that you're a supernatural God. And so, Father, we invite your Holy Spirit into our natural. We invite your Holy Spirit to begin to change and transform and rearrange and recreate and restore. Father, we thank you, Lord, that as every person tonight is beholding you, looking to you, trusting in you, seeking you, looking to your promises in the midst of their problems, Father, you're going to change them. You're going to strengthen them. You're going to heal them. You're going to replace their ashes and give them beauty. You're going to replace their Morning and give them joy, Lord. You're going to replace their insecurities and you're going to give them confidence and boldness. And you're going to take away their weakness, give them strength, and bring Holy Spirit power. Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit power. So, Holy Spirit, just breathe, just touch, just touch everybody in their hearts tonight, Lord. We just give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so this is Prayer International. Check us out on the website, www.prayerinternational.com. Look at the way 
wicked thing is the scripture right there. We'd rather be a doorkeeper. Think of your, think of, think of what it's like, really, when you're dwelling right in the grip of the wicked one. That grossness that grips our soul and robs us of life. This is an anthem, an anthem of freedom. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a doorkeeper than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather be a 